کے مضامین پر جو سلسلہ چل رہا ہے خطبات کا سلسلہ چل رہا ہے اس میں سے غالباً آج کا یہ خطبہ آخری ہوگا حضور سیز دی سیریز آف سرمنس دیٹ آئی ہیو بین ڈلیورنگ آن دا سبجیکٹ آف چیپٹر الفاتحہ امنگ دم ٹو ڈے سرمن ول پروبیبلی بی دا لاسٹ ون بیکاز وی ہیو اینٹر دا ڈسکشن آف مغدوب علیہم and after discussing it I will inshallah say something about the rest of the prayers and the praise of Allah in the prayers which the Holy Quran has preserved of the مغدوب علیہم and دوالین groups there are great lessons for us the mention of some of the prayers has passed before and today I cast the prayer mentioned in chapter 23, Mu'minun, verses 104 to 109. The prayer is covered by the verses 107 and 108, but the rest of the verses are connected with it. Therefore, I have mentioned all the verses. The prayer is, Qalu Rabbana ghalabat alayna shikhwatuna wa kunna qawman dhuallin they will submit to God that, Lord, our misfortune had the better of us. And we had become an erring people. 
ربنا اخرجنا منها فان ادنا فاننا ظالمون او اور لورڈ ریموو اس فرام دس سٹیٹ اف ہیل اینڈ اف ہی ول ڈو دا سیم ایکشنز اگین وی ول سرٹنلی بی اف دا رونگ ڈوئرز قال اخسو فيها ولا تكلمون الله ويل سي تو ذم اوف ود يو دو نوت سپیک تو می امنگ اول دا پریئرز وچ ہیو بین ایکسپٹڈ دس ون از پروبیبلی دا موسٹ پینفل سپلیکیشن وتھ ریسپیکٹ ٹو اٹس سبجیکٹ میٹر بیکاز وی ڈو فنکشن بیفور دس دیٹ اللہ پرمیٹڈ اے سپلیکیشن اینڈ دا پیپل کنٹینیو ٹو پری اینڈ شاؤٹ but their prayer was rejected but this is such a prayer about which allah says that do not speak to me and move further away in this state this subject relates to their confession qalu rabbana ghalabat alaina shiqwatuna that o our lord our misfortune had prevailed over us this is the explanation of the prevalence of misfortune that the most unfortunate is a nation which should break its contact with god in such a way that it should forget to call upon him in prayer and to supplicate to him as though god did not exist so in fact the reply from god has explained the words ghalabat alaina shikwatuna and has made it clear to us as to what is the worst misfortune in the world there are also such nations in the world that even when they face difficult times they do not supplicate to allah there are many people also who remember allah at the time of difficulty allah has mentioned them in various places in the holy quran and at the same time has also said that despite knowing that they will revert back to their previous condition we continue to accept their prayers because at least they were inclined to pray they had at least given a thought that we have a creator to whom we should bow and seek his help but the unfortunate people who have been overwhelmed by their misfortune they forget the very subject of prayer if you were to glance over the world today from this angle one can certainly say by the time this time is suffering a great loss because today a large majority of the world is such who has forgotten the subject of prayer the frequent prayer which is said by jamaat ahmadiyya and the repeated mention of prayer which is made in jamaat ahmadiyya in one year rather in one month is much more than the prayer of all the lives of the whole population of some vast regions rather some days in prayers of jamaat ahmadiyya prevail over the prayers of some continents in fact it is only in prayer that one has spiritual life and a nation which severs its link of prayer to god loses everything so even if the prayers remain unanswered one should continue to pray because at least it is a support it is a link with god through which the spark of life is retained and a hope remains so even such prayers which are not answered and remained unanswered 
bear fruit. We have learned this secret from this prayer, which is the prayer of an unfortunate nation, that the most important thing is to maintain one's with God through prayer, no matter whether it is accepted or rejected. So the people who sometimes express their concern that we do pray, but they are not accepted. We do observe prayer, but we don't enjoy it. Why should we not give up? For them, there is a great warning in this verse. If you will give it up in this life, then in future you will be this reply. You had broken contact with me before this. You did not speak to me. Now it is my turn. I tell you that today I will not speak to you. Regarding the subject of prayer, His Holiness promised a Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, says that at times apparently the prayer is not accepted, but each prayer of a righteous person is definitely accepted. He says often a prayer is accepted this way, that one does not know at the time, but later he is given knowledge in what form his prayer was accepted. This is a deep subject, and without discussing it further, I will move on, because I wish to end the subject of the prayer of Maghdube Alehim and Dualim group today. We find a mention of such a prayer in the Islamic literature, or we find a mention of such a man who continued to pray for a long time, and his prayers were continuously rejected and he was informed of their rejection. But even then, he did not give up. It is said that a holy man used to say a special prayer. The holy man was deeply righteous and had many disciples, as his righteousness was known far and wide. Many of his disciples used to stay with him and leave after receiving spiritual training. But there was one disciple who never left him. It is said that once he said to the holy man that I have noticed that you have been repeating a prayer daily for the last twelve years, and daily Allah informs you that I have rejected your prayer. Yet you still wake up night and continue to say the same prayer, and your insistence does not end. Yet each time God informs you that I have rejected your prayer. He replied, that, look, I am a destitute man and a beggar. The work of the beggar is to beg, and Allah is the master. His work is to accept or to reject. He continues to do his job and continue to do my job. This talk had not yet ended. The holy man received the revelation. Rejoice, for we have accepted all prayers which you said all your life. So some prayers are linked to remaining faithful. It is not the job of man to break his relationship of speaking to God. It is the biggest arrogance. If the parents do not accept a demand of their child, and if the child were to become upset and stop asking, then the parents feel much pain, and they consider it rude and of personal disrespect. 
the relationship between the parents and the children is ordinary compared to the relationship of man with God, which is a relationship of deep humility. Therefore, you should understand these things, and you must not entertain even a thought of breaking your contact of speaking to God. So the people who think that their prayers are not accepted, and they do not enjoy their prayers worship, I will give them just this advice, that they should continue to pray. Allah will certainly accept their prayers in one form or another. And it is not at all unlikely that a faithful worshipper receives the same reply which were received by that holy man, that we accepted prayers all your life. There is one prayer which is mentioned in chapter 28, Al-Qasas, verse 49. It says, In this, the Saji of the disbelievers has been mentioned. Allah says, When the truth came to them, which was from us, they said, Why has this man not given the same what was given to Moses? That is, those who deny the prophets always coin such excuses and demand from Allah that whatever was given to the previous prophet, the way you spoke to him, the way you treated him, if you speak exactly the same way to this man and were to treat this man exactly the same way, then we will believe. He is unlike the previous prophets. Thus, each prophet was rejected in the same words, that why don't you bring the same signs which were brought by the earlier prophets? When the signs were sent to him, they were ignored. When another prophet came, the same was demanded from him that show us a sign like that shown by the Prophet before you. Allah says, and you can see how magnificent is this reply, that had you not rejected Moses before, what it means is that this nature is such that it rejects each newcomer. It were you in the time of Moses, people of your nature, who had demanded the same from Hazrat Moses that we do not believe your signs, you should bring similar signs what were brought before you. And this continues the same way. Therefore, you are of such a nature which cannot believe. There are some signs of truth from God. There are some signs of the previous people which are always repeated and there is no difference in those signs. They are the signs witnessing which the true people are recognized, but beside them to say that as with his rod Moses had turned the false snakes back into ropes, show us a similar sign. To say that as we understand the way Hazrat Jesus had brought the dead back to life, similarly you should bring the dead back to life in our presence. All these are excuses to deny the prophets. Whoever will make such excuses, Allah will reject them. 
Another prayer is recorded in 63 to 65 of the same chapter 28, Al-Qasas. When I give the number of the verses, I mention the verses before and after the prayer, which state the background to the prayer and then as a reply later on. But I will only read out the prayer. It says, those people about whom the judgment of Allah will be issued. The warnings which were given to them, the punishment of which they were warned, the time will come for them to suffer that punishment. At that time they will say, that, O our Lord, these are the people who we had misled. Before this, such a prayer had passed in which the misled people submit to Allah, that, O God, these are the accursed people who had misled us. But there are such people also who will admit that we had misled such and such a person. As we ourselves, had also gone astray. Today we return to you giving up our past actions. That is, we come to you exonerating ourselves from the past misdeeds. Here, in fact, another subject has started. It relates again to the same people about whom it was said that we had misled them. And the reason of their admission has also been stated here. To understand this verse, E is this last part, that why will they themselves say that we had misled them? Whereas on such an occasion, people generally say, heaven forbid, we did not do such a thing. Then seeing the punishment, why would some people say that we admit that we were misled and we had misled them also? At the end, it is said that they did not worship us. The fact that the greatest punishment is for those who become false gods in the world. For them is the most dreadful hell. Those who tempt people away from God and give teachings to worship them instead. This subject applies on such assumed gods who will be presented before hell, together with some other people who were held as gods by the ordinary people, who were assigned the qualities of gods by the ordinary people. That is why, fearing a greater torment, they are admitting a smaller sin. Otherwise, it is not such courage that when presented before God, they should say boldly that, yes, we are the sinners, we did such and such a thing. So the last part of the verse is telling us that they will say, O God, we ourselves had misled them. We know it because we ourselves were also misled. But we had never told them to worship us. It is their own fault. And in this respect, we declare our innocence. Please do not punish us for this. We were misled and you may punish us for that and you may also punish us for misleading these people. 
but please do not punish us for becoming false gods because we did not tell them that when they worshipped us they were in fact worshipping their own self in this another secret of deep wisdom explained that those who worship false gods do not worship anyone but their own self they worship their own fanciful stories they worship their own interests in reality they have no link with those false gods nor do they witness anything in them with whom one has no personal attachment and has not witnessed anything in them they are not in fact worshiped but it is one's own desires and one's own self which is worshiped one worships one's own superstitions so this verse has lifted the curtain from many of the secrets of nature and has explained to us that when a man is caught doing major sins or he is blamed for them he admits his minor sins but it gives him no benefit because on the day of judgment it says it will be said to them call those associates for your help whom you used to call they will then call them but will receive no answer varabul azab and will see the punishment lo annahum kanu yahtadun they will wish that they had been guided in their life in the world another prayer is mentioned in chapter 34 sabah verse 20 فقالوا ربنا باعد بين اسفارنا وظلموا انفسهم وفجعلناهم احاديثا ومزقناهم كل ممزق ان في ذلك لايات لكل صبار شكور when hazrat solomon made much progress and established a great empire and as is the custom the population of the cities increases in the time of great empires and as a result sometimes cities join with cities and this also in of civilization that the bigger a civilization the more the population of the cities will increase and cities join with cities this is the picture which is drawn here that in such a state the jews prayed rabbana baid baina asfarina wa zalamu anfusahum fajalnahum ahaditha wa mazzaqnahum kullu mumazzaq they said our lord extend the journeys between us what it meant was that increase the distances between our settlements and they wronged their souls and we made them the stories of the past and we split them into factions and groups in this are many signs for all those who are steadfast and are grateful now the question arises that they prayed that o oh god increase the distances between us 
what was the sense of giving them such severe punishment that they were split up into factions and were spread far and wide and all the blessings were taken away from them if one wants to live in open country and does like that cities should join with cities then because of it one should not receive this punishment generally this is found in the translations of the holy quran that they had said this prayer so that their mode of living may be easier their cities should spread out so that they may breathe fresh air they had felt depressed with the congested cities so they said this prayer whereas this is not correct immediately after this the holy quran has said wazalamu anfusahum and has mentioned the basic fault with this prayer they did not want to distance themselves from each other that they had desired to breathe fresh air of open country it was because their hearts had become separated from each other they had begun to hate each other in a society in which there is no more love in that society one wishes that my neighbor should also move away from me therefore when the hatreds make demands of increasing the distances then it is such a prayer as a result of which one will not gain peaceful isolation but will gain isolation of torment some distances are as the villages are situated away from each other and there is open country if you travel from one village to the other village you see very pleasing countryside there is fresh air and there are lush green farms this is not the scene which the holy quran is presenting it says zalamu anfusahum they apparently said this prayer but in fact they had already wronged their souls they had started to develop extreme hatred against each other they no longer desired each other's company how as a result of that you can see that whatever way allah has treated them is exactly according to their condition since they were split asunder allah said okay we will split you in various factions it is the true prayer of the heart which has been accepted and the prayer of word of mouth has not been accepted a nation which was apparently one but since their hearts were torn therefore they were split up in factions and groups as a result the process of disunity set in therefore the spiritual communities must always remember that if they have some feelings in their heart of separation from one another then the future splits are based on that feeling of separation if a desire develops in the heart for separation if the love for one another abates instead of enjoying each other's company their hearts develop a feeling of dreariness a start has been made for the final split and ultimately such nations split up and once the process of split sets in it never stops therefore it is necessary that jamaat ahmadiyya should continue to remain as brothers one to another and should always remain linked in brotherly love and wherever they see a danger that an ahmadi is distancing himself from another ahmadi there the alarm bells of danger should ring in their hearts they must not pray 
चाहिए कि बायद बैनास फारेना दे शुड प्रे दैट ओ गॉड रिड्यूस अवर डिस्टेंसेस दे शुड से द प्रेयर व्हिच हैज बीन मेंशनड अर्लियर दैट रब्बना ला तजल फी कुलूबिना गिल्लन लिल लजीना आमनु दैट ओवर लॉर्ड वी आर डेवलपिंग अ फीलिंग ऑफ क्रूकेडनेस इन आवर हार्ट्स फॉर आवर ब्रदर्स हेट्रेड्स हैव बिगन टू बी बोर्न आवर ब्रदर्स ओ अल्लाह हैव मर्सी एंड डू नॉट लेट एनी काइंड ऑफ हेट्रेड develop in our hearts against our brothers one prayer is taken from chapter 35 fatir verse 38 it is wa hum yastarikhuna fiha rabbana akhrijna na'mal salihan ghayr allazi kunna na'mal awalam nu'ammirkum ma yatadhakkaru fihi man tadhakkara wa ja'akum an-nazir fazuku famal zalimin min nasir that they will cry for help from god that is when they will be punished they will be much shouting and crying aloud they will say rabbana akhrijna na'mal salihan o allah take us out of this torment na'mal salihan we will certainly do good deeds one prayer is taken from chapter 35 fatir verse 38 it is wa hum yastarikhuna fiha rabbana akhrijna na'mal salihan ghayr allazi kunna na'mal awalam nu'ammirkum yatadhakkaru fihi man tadhakkara wa ja'akum an-nazir fazuku famal zalimin min nasir that they will cry for help from god that is when they will be punished they will be much shouting and crying aloud they will say rabbana akhrijna na'mal salihan o allah take us out of this punishment na'mal salihan we will certainly do good deeds ghayr allazi kunna na'mal and those we had been doing what is the need of this repetition here when they have said we will do good works then what is the need of this repetition that paralyzed kunna namal that we will not do the deeds that we used to do the reason is that the wrong doers in this world always claim that we are doing good works for instance right at the beginning while mentioning such people the holy quran says waiza qila lahum la tufsidu fil ardi qalu inna ma nahnu muslihun that when it is said to them do not create disorder in the land they say we are a people who do good works we are only promoting reform allah says that when on the day of judgment the time of punishment will come they will have understood it clearly that using the name of good deeds they used to commit ills therefore they will not ask allah that send us back so that we may do good works but they will immediately think that a sort of good deeds we used to do previously it is only for those that being punished so they will clarify in their prayer that o oh god we will do good works that is will not do those deeds which we used to do before awalam nu'ammirkum allah says did we not grant you long life 
what it means is that each person is given respite in this world according to his capacity. Only then he is punished. Anyone destined to receive punishment, he is certainly given that much life which confirms his persistence of committing ills, about whom Allah may issue a command that you had been granted such a long chance and you had so many opportunities of reforming yourself, but you continued to be firm on your evil situation, which was confirmed. After this, you do not have the right to say that send me back so that I should do works. Then it says, he was given such a long life that as a result of which a man who wanted to take heed could have taken heed. That is, a man is granted respite that if he has this much intelligence that he can accept advice, he will certainly be guided. And beside this, the warners also came to you. So now you should taste your deeds because there is no helper for the wrongdoers. Then in chapter 38, Swad, verse 17, it says, وَقَالُوا رَبَّنَا عَجِّلْ لَنَا قِتَّنَا قَبْلَ يَوْمِ الْحِسَابِ this is not a prayer of the hereafter, but of their life in this world. Some people who used to pray, Rabbana ajjilana kittana kabla yomil hisab. That, O oh Allah, make us taste everything in this life before the day of judgment. This prayer has two meanings. One meaning can be that, O oh God, give us everything in this life we have no care for the next life. That is, it is a sort of fun they make in their prayer. Hey, whatever will happen on the day of judgment, we shall see. You may give to your believers whatever you may want to give, but give us whatever is possible in this world so that our account is settled here. We don't want anything in the next life. Only such people can say this prayer who do not have a firm faith in the hereafter who do not believe that there is a life after death and that there will be reward and punishment. Therefore, the prayer in this sense had a form of ridiculing. The same prayer also takes on a color of rebellion. When the wicked people demand from God or from godly people that the torment you talk of, that it will be suffered after death, who will see it after death? You should bring it here today. If you can, bring it on us now. For instance, the prayer of Abu Jehel, which was mentioned earlier, was of the same meaning. Both these methods are very dangerous and fatal. The study of the Holy Quran makes one thing very clear for man, that wherever there are prayers of the Maghdub alayhim group, their humility of prayer does not help in the acceptance of their prayer. Even when they supplicate with deep humility, their prayers remain fruitless and are rejected. The strange thing is that when they adopt a rebellious method in their prayer and make a challenge, then their prayer is accepted. The subject with the believers is totally opposite. The more a believer shows humility, the more his prayer is accepted. 
and when a shadow of a rebellious thought comes in his mind, his prayer is rejected. For example, you see that the most rebellious prayer was made by Satan, and Allah had accepted his whole prayer. The reason is that there he had Allah's greatness and his omnipotence. And if a challenge is not accepted, it is a disgrace. A man may think that I threatened and gave challenges also, despite that the prayer was not accepted, as though, God forbid, God ran away. So when the prayer of a wicked person takes on the form of rebellion, it is accepted. When many of such challenges were given to Hazrat promised Messiah, a peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, they were accepted. The humble prayers of such people are rejected because they have lost the time of humility. Since a believer adopts humility and this alone befits him, therefore there is a deep link of the acceptance of prayer of a believer with humility. One prayer is mentioned in chapter 41, Ha-Meem Sajda, verse 30. It is, Rana kafaru rabbana arena lazina dwallana minal jinn wal inse najal huma tahtaq damina liyakuna minal asfaleen that those who rejected the Prophet will pray. Kirabbana arena lazina dwallana that, O God, show us those who had misled us. Bring them before us. Whether they were of the great people or from among the ordinary people, whether they were jinn ins. Najal damina. Today we will trample them under our feet. So that they should appear the meanest and the disgraced people. What it means is that when in this world the evil people and great wicked people are followed, the torment in the hereafter will make it clear to man that in fact they were the meanest possible people who's to follow, and that you have been given this torment because you had followed the meanest possible people. So they will supplicate to God, not as a revenge, but as a natural wish that, O oh God, you will certainly punish such wicked people more than us. Bring them before us so that they are trampled under our feet, so that they know what type of great people they were in the world. And in fact, they were the most disgraced and the mean people. However, their pleasures are pleasures of revenge, and in hell there will be nothing to please them or satisfy them. Then another prayer is mentioned in chapter 44 at Dukhan, verses 9 to 17. Rabbanakshif anna l'azaba inna mu'minun anna lahumu zikra wa qad jahum rasulu mubin thumma tawallu anhu wa qalu mu'allamun majnoon It is a prayer of such a time which is yet to come. It is not the past. This prayer is from chapter Dukhan and its subject is that when a special kind of fatal smoke will engulf large areas of the world, it will be such a destructive smoke that neither will a man live nor die. It will be a most destructive situation 
it will be a state of severe torment. It says, what will happen in this state? That, O Muhammad, those who are denying your words and are mocking at your prophecies, you should wait for that day. That is, you and your followers should wait for the day. By addressing the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the Muslims to the end of the days have been addressed here. They have been told that there are some such prophecies which are bound to fulfill. One among them is a prophecy about the smoke. Now you imagine, 1400 years ago, no one could have thought of the torment of the smoke. No man could have imagined that there will be such a smoke which will cover large areas of the earth, and it is a most dreadful torment. This is a description of the atomic age, and this could not have been even dreamt by the man before the atomic age. Thus, in this prayer, there is also a great sign of the truth of the Holy Quran. It says, O Muhammad, we tell you to wait. A time shall certainly come when a huge smoke will cover large regions of the world. So here, instead of areas, it mentions the people, because that smoke will in fact be put on them to punish the wicked people. This is a dreadful torment. Now tell me, let alone the man of that time, could even a man hundred years ago have imagined that such a smoke will spread in the world, beneath which there is a most dreadful torment. Beside atomic, there was no reason to imagine such a smoke. The one who knows that as a result of an atomic bomb, some dangerous clouds will rise and will cover the world. Wherever the clouds will go, will spread torment. As long as one does not know this, he cannot make the statement. Therefore, it is certainly the word of God who knows the unseen, and it is not the word of His Holiness, Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah. Then it says, what prayer will they say at such a time? They will say, O God, remove this punishment from us. We will believe. Therefore, it looks that as long as this incident does not come to pass, mankind will not turn to Islam, because this punishment of smoke will descend on people when a majority of the people will be wicked. Such a dreadful punishment does not descend on pious people. If they had believed, no question would have risen of punishment. Therefore, one can conclude that before the widespread acceptance of Islam, certainly the nuclear bombs will be used in the world. No matter what the advanced nations of the world do, they will not be able to save themselves from such a nuclear war for good. Eventually, their errors will force them to wage a nuclear war. As a result, two things will happen. Dreadful nuclear clouds 
will spread in the world and will inflict extreme torment and dreadful torment on mankind. Secondly, as a result of it, they will incline towards faith. Before this, two bombs had exploded in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But as a result of them, the voice of Inna Mu'minun, we believe, had not been raised. The world had inclined towards Islam. Therefore, I firmly believe that this verse and this prayer relates to the future. As long as mankind will not be shaken through such a punishment, they will not turn to Islam. It says, With what face do they say they will learn a lesson? A prophet has been raised. So this is a mention of a prophet of the same period. It mentions such a follower prophet in the service of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who had to warn them, and he did warn them. And beside Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, not a single man had passed in the last 1400 years who had warned mankind of the atomic destruction. This verse, therefore, is deeply linked with Ahmadiyyat and with the person of Hazrat Promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. You may study the history of all pious leaders. You will not find a single pious leader who had presented the thought of atomic destruction as a result of receiving knowledge from God. Either this mention is found in this verse of the Holy Quran or Hazrat Promised Messiah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was told by Allah in a revelation that such dreadful wars are going to be waged in the world or such dreadful earthquakes are going to occur in the world as a result of which large areas of the earth will be deprived of all kinds of life. Now this needs deep reflection. Until the time of Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he was given news through revelation, let alone there being a thought of atomic bomb, even the aeroplane had not been invented. For the first time in 1905, a very elementary type of aeroplane was invented which was tested in America. Even that was taken by the world as a joke. What was that existence who was warning Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that the whole as of the earth will be deprived of all kinds of life. Whereas as a result of the conventional warfare, men can be killed, animals can be killed, but bacteria cannot be killed. Insects are not killed. There are thousands kinds of life which even the most dangerous war in the world cannot effect, except that it is an atomic war. As a result of atomic bomb, to its very depths, the earth is deprived of all kinds of life. And it is the same dreadful smoke which is being mentioned. This is the reason why I explained that this prayer relates to the future. And as a result of this torment, 
the world will incline towards Islam. This subject has become clear to us. Therefore, we should pray for those people today because the prayer at the time of punishment is not accepted. When this matter has been made absolutely clear to us, then if in the time of peace we say restless prayers for people, it will definitely be accepted. Therefore, today, with this certain faith that this time is bound to come and that beside the prayer of Ahmadis, nothing avert this happening, the Jamaat Ahmadiyya should pray with sympathy and with deep concern for the safety of mankind at such a time and should also pray that then Allah may grant them faith. And I am certain that after this, inshallah, the days of the victory of Islam shall come. The last prayer in this connection that I will put before you is of the subjects which have been repeated before. After that, only a conclusion has been drawn by Allah, which we should always keep in view. The prayer is a prayer of contingency, that is, it has not mentioned any nation that it says this prayer, but says that a time may come when every man should say this kind of prayer. It says, it says, well before that day, spend out of everything that we have granted you. Before which day? Before any of you may die. Then he should say, O oh Allah, would that you had given me more. Then I would have attested your signs and would have been one of those who do good deeds. Allah says, Remember that when someone's appointed time comes, then Allah never gives any more chance to any soul. Allah full well what you do. In this, there are two or three things worth reflecting for the Ahmadis, and there is also a glad tiding for them. Spending in the way of Allah has been linked to the acceptance of prayer. Allah says, If well before your death you become one of those who spend in the way of Allah, then your last prayer can also be accepted. But if you do not learn the skill of spend well before your death, or do not learn to enjoy spending in the way of Allah, then none of your prayers at the time of death will be accepted. So whatever in this world Jamaat Ahmadiyya spends in the way of Allah, there is a great glad tiding for them. And in fact, there is only one Jamaat in the world which spends with this constancy, enthusiasm and passion, with such enthusiasm which it enjoys, that it is spending in the way of Allah and on good works.
I know of no other Jamaat like it. So for you there is a glad tiding in this. But those Ahmadis who despite being Ahmadis are unaware of the pleasure of spending in the way of Allah, for them there is a warning also. It says that you should spend well before that time when a wish will develop in your heart that, O oh Allah, give us another chance so that we may do some more good deeds. Allah says, those who spend on good causes, they are an exception. For them, such a time will not come. So, if in today's life you spent in the way of Allah out of whatever capacities Allah has bestowed on you and out of the property and wealth which Allah has granted you, then there is a glad tiding of a peaceful death. You will not suffer such a death in which a man will say with regret that if I was given more chance, I would have done something for the sake of Allah. May Allah keep the Jamaat in the same condition, grant them such a death on which Allah should himself be putting a glance of his pleasure. May he grant us that nafse mutma'inna, contented soul, about which Allah himself says in the Holy Quran, that when the time will come of its return to me, I will say, O the soul which has found rest in me, O my servant, return to your Lord, in such a condition that you are pleased and I am also pleased with you. We are both pleased. You are pleased and are Mardiya also, that you have won my pleasure. So come and join my servants and enter my paradise, that is, that paradise which has been prepared especially for my servants. May Allah include us among those people for whom a glad tiding has been given of such loving and pious end. Amin. Alhamdulillah, namuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'khiruhu wa numinu bihi wa natawakkalu وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شُرُورِ أَنفُسِنَا وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شُرُورِ أَنفُسِنَا وَمِنْ سَيِّئَاتِ أَعْمَالِنَا مَنْ يَهْدِهِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ وَمَنْ يُضْلِلْهُ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وعده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وَيَتَاهِ ذِي الْقُرْبَانِ وَيَنْهَانِ الْفَاشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغْيِ 
يَذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ يَذْكُرْكُمْ وَادْعُوهُ يَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ